88.3 WXOU Auburn Hills, Michigan. You're tuned into the Summer Sessions with your host, Roosevelt Belton Jr., also known as RBJ. And right now, you listen to Trek, All We Die, courtesy of Detroit based artist and composer. Lou Fuki, Office EP, First Light. And tonight, it's a special episode 
Lucas Lufuki and his partner, Tazine, will be joining me for an exclusive in-studio interview as we discuss their careers, current releases, and much, much more. Before we get to our interview, though, I want to let you get familiar with their work by playing a quick mix of some of the tracks they featured and collaborated on. So sit back, relax, and stay tuned.
Alright, 88.3 WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan. You just heard a little small but excellent mix. Courtesy of tonight's guest, Lou Fuki, Tazine. Welcome to the program. How are you? Doing Thank well. you for the invite. Yeah. You're doing well. <laughs> You're very Good welcome. Very welcome. So, uh, we've been uh, enjoying a little private concert, but I think it's probably about time to kind of talk to you two a little bit. So,. Mm-hmm. So just get started off. Uh, I do want to start off with the name Lou Fuki because what I've looked into it, it kind of informs a little bit about you as an artist and how you approach music. So for those who don't know, break that down for us. Um, very good question. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to thank you for playing the, those tracks because it yeah. brought back memories. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those tracks are. Uh, I just thought about it. Those are definitely pandemic tracks. Oh, you know? wow. <laughs> <laughs> enjoyed listening. As a matter of fact, it. most of it was. Um, yeah. But it was it was a time for you know going in the shed and just creating because what else you gonna do? You yeah, know, yeah. W- weren't too many performances happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to your question, Lufuki. So it does uh, signifies my um, I guess my my transition in life as far as discovering more about myself mm-hmm. um so the more i got into i'm a latecomer in music so yeah. um but as a trained historian you know as a at undergraduate and eventually uh um, earning a master's degree mm-hmm. um i'm a student a history student yeah you know by um um by my essence mm-hmm. you know? yeah and with that um uh, discovering um a, a lot of my studies um, circled around like um, Af- African history, Black history, mm-hmm. and music, and particularly um, how, what I discovered uh, the relationship with spirituality and music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as I studied more, I started actually to discover things about myself, you know, yeah. and you know, with the, my interest in music, as it was getting more and more, I, I found there's a lot of parallels. But you know, you talk about so- social issues, culture issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aesthetics, you know, yeah. particularly with black music, mm-hmm. and um, so I came more. I came across the term Lufuki, um, not on my own, um, but I was reading the book on. It's called Funk, mm. right? Mm-hmm. I, was, I think it was written by this. Um, I think he's the, I, I think I, sh- I think he's a DJ yeah. in San Francisco. <laughs> the book is called Funk. Yeah. So, um, you know, at the time I was a sponge. I was just you know, um, you know. Gathering as much information about you know, black music, um, black people in music, and how it parallels with you know with the trajectory of the history of black people in this country, mm-hmm. um, I soon discovered that um, funk it didn't come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It came from a term um, from um, our ancestors who were you know brought here that were um, captured and brought here and mm-hmm. enslaved, yeah. or uh, better term is actually captives yeah um the term came from it's from a west african african term um lufuki mm-hmm. which meant to strive you know mm-hmm. strive so in that sense is is very similar to um the islamic belief of um um mujahida which means to strive mm-hmm. and just um being a black man in this country and on top of that a muslim i can relate to um how that term was probably used mm-hmm. and so i ch- chose that stage name 
as a homage to um, those those captives, our ancestors. Because mm-hmm. I truly believe that um, black people who are living today are the results of their prayers for their um, lineage to continue. So mm-hmm. as we are, I'm sitting here, as you're sitting here, um, um, you know, we are a testament to that. And so I use that as a stage name as a homage for their sacrifices. Mm-hmm. So each time that name is mentioned or, or my music is played, it's giving a homage to them so yeah. they won't be forgotten. So that's my dedication and my my tribute. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, and I'd also want to talk about, you know, just bringing Tazina as well and yourself. Um, as far as I know, you're both self-taught musicians, correct? Correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know, what first got you interested in just picking up a guitar and just learning to record? Honestly, I think for both of us, we had similar experiences separately. Mm-hmm. Um, going through challenges and difficulties in life. Mm-hmm. And music allows you to heal, allows you to cope, but also allow, gives you language and and ways to express what it is that you're experiencing and feeling mm-hmm. when you don't have the words for it. Yeah. And for me picking up guitar was a way to release, right? It was mm-hmm. it was a way to express what I was going through. And as I kept playing it and kept playing it, I just felt so connected with the instrument and that's that's where the journey began i mean i remember when i first started i would be on the guitar just practicing two three hours every single day (laughs) watching every youtube video that was out there every website that was out there looking Mm -hmm. up chords and and whatnot um and there was just this love of being able to create melodies and tunes that you hear in your head and be Mm -hmm. able to produce that with an instrument yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's like she said. It was. Is I think our our um, our reasons to pick up the guitar were similar. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, as along with what she said, um, the more I started to learn, it it happened in parallels. Actually, mm. like my interest in music, my in, my interest in spirituality, my interest in um, the black people in this country. Mm-hmm. So, so many parallels, right? Yeah. And the more I gave it the more it gave back mm-hmm. right and then um, it led me to um, doing a lot of like legacy work and and um, deeper research on the um, the spiritual components of, of music mm-hmm. you know it's not just beautiful sounds you know that's very important but it comes from an, an essence from mm-hmm. ourselves yeah and the more, like I said, the more I gave it, the more it, it just gave back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, you two have just been on this journey as far as you know, creating music. You know, not only creative partners, but also life partners as well. Right. Um, you know, so you you've been involved with projects. You know, collaborating with each other as well as with your collective divine providence. Yeah. Um, so just when you two met. Um, just on like a musical level what did you see in each other that made you want to kind of go on this journey mm. I, I think it was um, it was a mutual curiosity mm. yeah. you know when, you, when you're new into something you're really like a sponge and when you see something that's um, um, that's in your same direction and say hey let's do something mm-hmm. you know and you know, in, in essence, that's how Divine Providence got together yeah. I mean we were yeah. just people who love music love playing um, one per- one particular person is um, Joe mm-hmm. Joe Chase. He plays piano, and he's just 
you know the kind of I, I, okay I grew up playing basketball mm-hmm. and the best people to go play basketball with is someone who just wants to play yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> and you would play all day you yeah. know we used to like go to one court and then you know uh, the, the people leave and mm-hmm. go to the next park you know mm-hmm. all day you know yeah, yeah. And that's those, Joe. yeah, that's Joe. <laughs> so those, those kind of people that I was blessed to be around, you know, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and it became such a natural thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I think we have something here. Let's just try it out, you know. Yeah. And uh, then, then um, I got hooked up with Mike Mumford, who gave, who continues to give a whole lot, you yeah, know, yeah. as far as his time and, and um, advice. And he, you know, with his skills and. Um, Knowledge. knowledge and experience you know um he just jumped right in because he just believes in the uh, you know the tradition of giving back mm-hmm. and you know and since then we've been collaborating ever since so with me and Tazine, it was like um it was just as you know we go we went over stuff tried some things um musically easy. and mm-hmm. yeah and uh, we started writing songs together and, and we're still writing songs together mm-hmm. and we work as, as a team in that way you know yeah. um, she's better lyrically than I am as far as getting words together um, I'm more of a structural person mm-hmm. um, but my lyrics are like notes mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and we just like to get people around us that just love music not only that believe that music is is part of the journey mm-hmm. and it's, it's, there's a bigger picture behind it yeah uh, it's more conscious and uh, cultural and spiritual driven mm-hmm. and that's the kind of people we attract in our circles yeah perfect um, and I just want to talk about you know you have your idea you, you spoke about giving back and how you you know you're receiving that um, you know when you talk about your work in Detroit this music and sort of like build a community um what do you make of the way that you've been able to these ideas have been received and people have also kind of given back as far as you know collaborating artists Mike Monford Sophia E um, Angel About the Weed so what do you make of the way that not only that you have those ideas but people actually see those ideas in you yeah. and they believe in you yeah I mean it's a very communal the, the type of music that we play is mm. extremely communal mm. in its essence I mean yeah. when you are co-collaborating when you are playing on a piece that has multiple musicians on it Mm -hmm. that has to be a safe space where each person feels like they can show up completely as themselves Mm -hmm. and be able to weave their story with your story Mm -hmm. and I think that one of the blessings that we've had in Detroit is to be able to weave our stories with so many of our friends and loved ones who play music Mm -hmm. and have the same uh belief and vision and um, values around music that it's spiritually grounded that Mm -hmm. it's coming from our essence that it's you know it is a way to express yourself authentically and it's a way Mm -hmm. to translate what's happening in your community what's happening with your people Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that has been a huge blessing to be able to collaborate with so many people um, because even for Divine Providence it's kind of unheard of to have a band with that many people stay together for so many years but but we truly like are a family because mm-hmm. there's that love and that care for the person as a human being mm-hmm. before what they can bring musically. Mm-hmm. You know, perfect, perfect. Yeah, that family thing. You know, like how's your 
how's your mom how's your father how's your you know this you know when we have rehearsals you know sometimes it's like a potluck mm-hmm. you know <laughs> you know <laughs> and sometimes we, we get to rehearsal at some time mm-hmm. um but it's it, it, it really is like that you attract what you are or what you striving for mm-hmm. you know uh, we might not be there yet yeah. but um, we're striving for it so it's like you said it's very like um, community based in a sense like giving back and mm-hmm. things like that and, and um, the work that we're doing is, is um, you know the other project with uh, Angel by the Weed mm-hmm. which includes Mike Mumford and Sophia.e yeah. uh, <clears throat> it's even more intense in that way because mm-hmm. um, uh, speaking to one of the elders in, in New York, uh, mm-hmm. Ahmed Abdullah from uh, Sisters Place, mm-hmm. he sat down with us and said, um, one of the things that the black struggle left uh, while they were in it uh, was actually institutional building. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We left off on that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when you have that in mind and when it's established, you can, you know, you can uh, be more intentional about um, what you're trying to do and what you, how you want to help without yeah. you know of course you know there are institutions that you can collaborate with mm-hmm. but um, I think it's some sort of uh, self uh, not necessarily preservation but, um, but yes self preservation also um, um, a collective direction in, mm-hmm. in deciding you know what needs to be done yeah. and one of the things is uh, like mentorship you know and and that's one thing that they call jazz um used to be in in the neighborhoods mm-hmm. and that's you know it was a fabric of mm-hmm. the of the neighborhoods and it's actually used as a a, a mentorship thing you know pass yeah. it down mm-hmm. um the knowledge you know yeah. but that's been lifted from the neighborhood neighborhoods is now housing mm-hmm. universities um yeah. that particularly don't attract the, you know the cultural the, the kids from the culture uh, from where it came from mm-hmm. um so we're just trying to um um bring attention to that yeah. and do the best we can in order to bring this sacred knowledge of music that um, that's been lost in our communities perfect perfect alright so Tazine uh, Lufuki I can talk to you more and we will talk more but we do have a commercial break mm-hmm. but before we get there um, we're going to be blessed with uh, part one of the acoustic performance so All right. if you have any instructions feel free to do so but if you want to kick into it yeah. we can go ahead and do that what are we doing first? Um, what do you want to do for Garden? Garden. So this is Garden. It's uh, on the new album that will be coming out when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a struggle. this my home 
of love and the tone of ancient trees. I sing a melody of love and the tone of ancient trees. Oh, oh a melody of WXOU. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right. 88.3 WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan. You tuned into the summer sessions with your host, Roosevelt Belton Jr. I am joined by my guest for evening. The one and only Lou Fuki, Tazine, beautiful performance, you too. That's how to say that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, just kicking back into it, just talking to you guys. Um, one thing when I was kind of looking up, um, just, just doing information, you know, doing, just doing research about, you know, you two, um, you came up your collective, the Auto Physio Psychic Millennium yes. Collective. So, <laughs> okay. for those that don't know, please tell us more about that. First of all, you got the pronunciation. You, you got the right. pronunciation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's huge. I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit, it took me a while to, you know, get it together. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that um, the pandemic, um, as horrible or the 
quarantine mm-hmm. or both together. Yeah. As horrible as it was and how devastating as it was, it also um, galvanized a lot of thought, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And particularly, you know, um, for artists, you know, who who you know, the, some of their uh, livelihood was based on performing. Mm-hmm. You know, lost up to seventy percent or more of their income in, in overnight, basically. You know, mm-hmm. so questions and um, we started to come up as far as um, agency and um, um, resources and how to um, how to. If this happened again, how to it not happen again to mm. artists, right? Yeah. So, one of those things is agency, mm-hmm. like control of the narrative. Yeah. And when I say control of the narrative, uh, in this particular sense, I'm talking about uh, the genre as they call jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, reflecting on this uh, isolation that we're having. Um, um, the conversations I was having with artists like uh, Angel Badawid and mm-hmm. uh, even Kaylee Kay, uh, Kaylee Wild, uh, Wilder, she's you know Detroit native, and yeah. uh, Dr. Adams and uh, Mike Mumford about uh, you know since we we're slowing down, we can actually think about what's going on mm-hmm. and um, how to counter the conversation revolved around how to counter counter the um, um, commodification and mm-hmm. commercialization of, of the term jazz yeah. uh, or the genre they call jazz mm-hmm. and um, one of the ways we talked about is how to redirect it from that to its, to its roots the spiritual roots is spiritual and, and African roots mm-hmm. uh, particularly when they come to like um, genres in what they call jazz like free jazz and things like that you know mm-hmm. Because um, it tends to be like, you know, how I explained it earlier, how um, you know, jazz was was kept out of universities. Now, now that it's in, now that it's in the universities, it's kind of gate kept, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's for um, a certain um, elite clientele, clientele, elitism. Yeah. Um, so we see the direction it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not many people know about the, uh, you know, these elders, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in jazz, and you know, particular ones that just passed, like Ahmed Jamal, Farrah Sanders, and just recently Wayne Shorter. Yeah. Um, so we, we try to counter that, and the best, the best, the best methodology that I came across was that actually Dr. Yusuf Abdul Latif's mm-hmm. um, methodology of autophysic psychic, yeah. um, which music that's um, derived from one's intellectual, physical, and spiritual self, mm-hmm. and that explains why. No, consequently, it explains why black people make the music that we do because it's, mm-hmm. it's um, from our experiences. You know, you can go from blues to jazz and all the way to hip hop. Mm-hmm. This this music was created from a certain condition that black people were going through. Yeah. And I think that message was being lost, you know, as far as removing the um, historical and cultural contribu- contributions and experience of black people mm-hmm. and um, presenting it in a very stale manner. Yeah. And not not even to mention spir- the spirituality of it, it's not even spoken about in universities. So, um, but I, I, I take that back somewhat. There, 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 there is a movement within the universities to uh, actually counter that um, um, that way of 
presenting or teaching jazz from a very classical point of view mm-hmm. by introducing these methods. Yeah. But I think um, our efforts, just due to the fact that we, you know, we are removed from the universities, mm-hmm. uh, Artificial Psychic Millennium, we have a little bit more autonomy yeah. in addressing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we believe that this is a great methodology in order to uh, not necessarily co- uh, combat, but actually to refocus, to bring attention to um, um, that narrative, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and using his methodology, um, Dr. Abdul Latif, mm-hmm. is perfect because not only you know he was a PhD, you know, he guys his dissertation was in in a comparison with Islamic and Western education, mm-hmm. you know, and his music credential speaks for itself, you yeah, know, yeah. being a painter and being a uh, novelist. Mm-hmm. So he's his methodology and what he left behind is perfectly. Um, place where it could be talked from junior high to to all the way to college. Mm-hmm. So it's right there for the, for the lack of a better word taken. But mm-hmm. we felt like we were um, um, called to do this, yeah. and um, get and plus getting the blessings from uh, Auntie Aisha, who was a widow of uh, Dr. Yusuf Abdul Latif, mm-hmm. um, and the. Recon- not only the recognition, but the confirmations we're getting from elders in the community that they're happy that this is happening. Someone's mm-hmm. finally doing something with the knowledge that he left behind. Yeah, you know. And so, so since we we've taken upon ourselves to do this, as much as a as much as it is a, um, a burden, it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're able to uh, not only be um, 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 more intentional and and have more agency. We're starting to see the benefits of this as it gets out more. Yeah. Uh, and one of, I guess, um, the benefits was, uh, I believe it was back in March, your collective audio physiopsychic millennium was invited yes. to Carnegie Hall, correct? Yeah. So yeah. that was, we were invited last year, last Carnegie, year. Carnegie yeah. Hall. It's a great experience. We, we, that was our first. I mean, when I say, like, the first kickoff was actually in, was it? The Ar- October the year before. In Chicago, Chicago yeah. right? We did Chicago, then we did the Charles Wright in yeah. Detroit, mm-hmm. and then we did uh, wilkes Bar University, yeah. then we did Carnegie, yeah. and then we did Sister's Place, yeah. and it just keeps growing. I yeah, mean, we so did we, did, we, we did not expect um, the um, attention to it. Mm. So when mm-hmm. we did one in Chicago... <clears throat> um, Carnegie Hall found out about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, Angel by with her foresight, saying, you know, she wanted this to be uh, featured. Yeah. And and um and she wanted um, Dr. Yusuf Abdul Latif to be really recognized through this thing. You know, and this is the, yeah, and center. Yeah. This is not just us. This is not mm-hmm. Lufuki. This is not just um, Adam Zanolini. This is not just um, Angel by this is about honoring our ancestors. It's not about us. So that's that's the kind of t- attention and you know energy we bring to the table. It's not about us. You know, it's not about individual accomplishments. So when they heard about us, um, it fits well in the scope of Afrofuturism because mm-hmm. Yusuf Latif was considered a progenitor of Afrofuturism because okay. of his his works. So it fit, it fit well in their in the program. So. Yeah. We did the show. Um, it was great. Um, you know, it's a historical place. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it has its issues. I'm, I must, I will say, <laughs> we won't get into that right now. Yeah. 
um, but we we did it, and we we weren't expecting to play anywhere like that anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Our thing was just we're gonna do this as um, um, on a shoestring budget. We're gonna you know apply for grants because we think this is a great mission, and we st- you know and, and that's what we're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just took off because the, his name is still on people's in minds and the elders and things like that. And plus, yeah. children need to hear about it, about yeah. him. Um, we played there and then we played at Sister's Place after that, which is awesome. I mean, in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, that has that had to be in like the um That was probably the best. Yeah, the show a, the apex done. of the yeah. whole tour. Wow. You know, okay. it was like as we said before, this yeah. the stage was no bigger than the studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, half of us was on stage and, and the funny thing about it, the drum set wasn't complete. Yeah. But my son who plays drums and like uh-huh. you it was it was as if he didn't miss a beat. You know, wow. it was a pretty amazing show. Yeah, yeah. Uh thank you. Um uh, Ahmed Abdullah, if you're listening, because mm-hmm. he invited us here to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since then, you know, we just finished um, a residency at U of M. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a blazing show. Yeah. It was, I, I think, the more we play together, yeah, yeah. Um, just the, the better we get. Out, yeah. You know, it, it's just amazing. It's, 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 it's transforming. Yeah. yeah. And um, this summer, we actually have a great opportunity to bring one of his novellas to life yeah musically yeah yeah and uh, so we have this residency at Cranbrook this year mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of activities going on around that you know yeah, like yeah, as far yeah. as open workshops and you know classroom discussions on um, Dr. Yusuf ability to their uh, s- summer program the hub program yeah yeah uh, which will culminate in a performance in August okay. so when we bring those that book to life with okay. new compositions and you know yeah. theatrical Monologues and things like that. So, <laughs> so, so it's, 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 it's a lot. So it's like, um, so we're excited about it. And at, and at the same time, we have our own projects going. But I, I, mm-hmm. I think that um, this is, um, I, I express this to Auntie Aisha, his widow, that you know, I think that this is something that I think I would be doing for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And coming to find out that. I have been doing it, but I just don't know I was doing it. You know, <laughs> so if music that comes from you know, those three sources, your um, intellectual and physical, educational and spiritual self, I've been doing that all along. I just didn't have a word for it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And that applies to not just music, but all the uh, art output. Yeah, all expressions. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm looking at the clock. We are running out of time. I do want to leave enough time for your performance, but I also want to do leave enough time for any plugs you have. But I do also have one last question. Sure. So you talk about, you know, the teachings of Dr. Latif, mm-hmm. um, your collective, and actually just getting this music out there, especially mm-hmm. to younger people. Um, so what do you make of the way that, you know, this this music has been re- you know, re- received, sorry, not in the Carnegie Hall, but... Um, you talk about your U of M working with younger people. So, what do you make of the way that you know just getting this music out there, like not only just from a theoretical point, but just from like a physical musical standpoint, the way it's been received? Um, you want to go first? Yeah, I think it's been received well. Um, it's interesting too, right? Because all of these. I hate to use the word performance in autophysics. We like to call it um, sonic convocations. Mm. This it's it's a communal experience, and I think the folks who have come to witness and listen, who have no expectation or have no mm. idea what this is about, mm-hmm. 
you know, many people have said that they've gone into it and they had like a full out of body experience because mm. you're completely immersed in sound. I mean, if you've got 12 musicians on stage, you're absorbing a lot of sound and mm. a lot of different frequencies. Um, and I think for us, the intention is just to get it out there and to use it as much as possible for healing, for communal benefit, to bring people together, to disseminate this knowledge of Dr. Yusuf Abdul Latif, mm -hmm. and to completely, you know, keep going with that mission and music. What better way to do that than through mm -hmm. music? Yeah, and the reception we're getting from the the best receptions we get are from elders. Mm -hmm. We never get a good reception yeah. of elders. We, <laughs> you know, the you're on the right too. track. The, last, the, show, too. Yeah. the last show, we had some babies at the show yeah, that were true. like between three and six. Yeah. And they, they were, were in it. They were in it. <laughs> like, they were like they, front row. You know, front row. Thank you, Mona, for bringing your kids. Because uh -huh. they were like, and you know, they got up on stage afterwards and mm -hmm. played piano. So that's the kind of things we like to do, you know. Mm -hmm. And we like to break the um, mode of performance in a way that. It's more communal than just you know, the economy of band and, and, and audience, then, you know, yeah, audience yeah, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. But uh, the reception we're getting, even Auntie Aisha, she was getting phone calls yeah, from people yeah. saying, "Who's who are these people? Yeah, we yeah. like what they're doing." So they're calling her because yeah. she is, you know, she is the estate, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. and um, just you know, and we don't make a move without asking her, "Is this okay? Is yeah. this uh, consistent?" with his mission yeah, yeah. and her words to us which meant everything to us was like this is exactly what he would want mm -hmm. you know what you guys are doing and, and we're taking and she said you guys are taking it in a direction no one has ever taken it yeah so hearing that from our auntie you know is just affirming life affirming you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right that was perfect beautiful point to end on so um you talked about your i believe cram book performance but yes. just anything else you want to plug Please, please yeah. feel free to do well, I, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Yes. Uh, I mean, we're, we're focusing all our attention to that. Yeah. And uh, also, we have a Divine Providence. We will have an album coming out. We don't know where, mm -hmm. when. Okay. Uh, but Divine um, Providence is also performing uh, July 29th. Okay. In Joy in Southfield in Detroit, part of the Sidewalk Festival. Yes. And then Auto Physio Psychic Millennium will have our performance August 5th mm -hmm. at Cranbrook. Yes. Um, at the then, Greek Theater. Yeah, at the Greek mm. Theater. Okay. Wow. All right. And then, uh, Outside. Yep. And then Outside. more to come. More yeah. to come after that. Okay. All right, so Lufuki, Tazine, thank you for just your presence, some beautiful answers and beautiful music. Thank you for um, So I'm going to leave this time to last uh, last Goose performance. Sure. Yeah. Should I give you an introduction of the song? Just go into it. Yeah. Okay, sure. So this song, <coughs> sorry, this song is, like I said, we'd like to do um, legendary work, and, and part of that is acknowledging our ancestors who have left recently. Mm -hmm. So this is a song that um, is actually a take from um, uh, Santana's Alfaro. Perfect. I, perfect. I just took it and renamed it and mm -hmm. restructured a little bit yeah. and named it The Lantern okay. with the intention of, you know, as our ancestors are transitioning into the next world, that, that this song is the intention um, that this would be a lantern for, for them on their journey. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful.
88.3, WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan, Dezine and Lou Fuki, thank you. Peace and blessings. Catch you next week, everyone. Thank you.